The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, good morning, and thank you for those of you who are here. So, the topic for this week is uh, the five questions we can ask ourselves around speech, around when we're speaking. And this idea of questions is an interesting uh, approach to a spiritual life, a life that asks questions. So there's some, uh, I, when I was studying Zen, there was the idea that we should, uh, that rather than asking what we want, the, the question the Zen students carry with them is the idea, what is, what's being requested of us in any given situation? What's the request of the, the thing that we're doing, the people we're with, the activities that are happening around us. And that's a very different orientation than the orientation, what's in it for me, myself, and mine? What do I want here? What's my preferences? And to turn that around, and what's the request? Request does not, does not mean a demand. It means, what is the request? What is, uh, what is the opportunity that's being requested of me and being asked of me? And um, and uh, so that's an example of using a question. What is the request? And uh, with speech, to have these questions we ask ourselves, uh, partly so that maybe we free ourselves from ways in which we're caught in the grip of me, myself, and mine, of being selfish, where the orientation maybe is excessively, what do I want? What are my preferences? And so to... Um, this question of, uh, that I started off with this week is, uh, what is true? If you're going to speak, what is true? The, uh, yesterday is, uh, is it timely? What is, is it the time for something? Uh, today, the question is, uh, is, it, um, is it supportive? Is it, is it soothing? Is it co- gentle? Is it heartwarming? Exactly what the Pali, the original word is, is not so clear. But what is clear is that it's the opposite of harsh speech. And uh, some people translate it as gentle, some people as polite. Um, But today I'm thinking about it uh, in terms of, we have an idea in modern psychology that um, we're kind of wired sometimes to either fight or flight. And then in more recent times, the uh, people have said we're also wired for something very different. We're wired for approach and soothe. So if there's a child who is in distress, we approach the child and comfort the child and reassure the child. And um, and the idea of uh, neither fight nor flight, but maybe what is it that the situation that needs to be reassured? What needs to be, when there's conflict between people, we sometimes have the language of smoothing things out. Uh, and that word smoothing out is close to the meaning of the Pali word. Uh, some people translate it as soft. But what I'd like to point to is something a deeper a principle that what we're learning through meditation is how to uh, not harm ourselves. And this idea of uh, speaking uh, harshly or soothingly, um, 
so some of the language and some of the descriptions of this in the texts are um, uh, speak ways words that are gentle, pleasing to the ear, lovable, that go to the heart, are courteous, desired by the many, so other people would like to hear it, and agreeable. So it's pointing to a way of speaking that is opposite of harsh, painful, um, uncomfortable, rude, um, that somehow leaves people feeling uh, uncomfortable with how it is. In meditation, we're learning to do that for ourselves. We're learning to talk to ourselves in ways that are not harsh. We're learning to talk to ourselves in ways that are reassuring or inspiring or go to the heart, as it says there. Um, and so, it is, as we, in meditation, we're learning how to relate to ourselves in a deeper and deeper way. If we can ask ourselves, um, what, if, what are we being requested by our own heart? What's the request of our inner life to ourselves? What is it that needs us for our care, our reassurance, our support? And so I know some people report that they are harsher to themselves, more critical to themselves than they would ever dream to be to anyone else. Some people only discover this when they sit down to meditate, how hard they are and, uh, towards themselves and how the tone of the inner voice that's talking, if that's the way they think, um, is quite harsh and, and maybe sometimes even angry or cruel or something. And so in meditation, we're learning to shift the relationship we have to ourselves. A lot of it, not by doing it differently, but by letting go of how we are doing it. Softening, relaxing, quieting the mind, so that the, I like to think of the harsh mind, the critical mind, the angry mind, as being kind of a surface mind that actually requires a lot more activity that begins to quiet down as we meditate. And the more quiet we are, then the thinking can come from a deeper place inside. The thinking can come from places where there's a tendency to care, to approach, to soothe, to be kind. And to learn the difference, the different impact in ourselves on how we speak, how we speak to ourselves, what the inner voice is like, is quite powerful because then we can also learn what that impact is on ourselves when out in the world we're speaking to people in harsh ways. And we start feeling within ourselves the difference between harsh speech and soothing speech or smoothing speech or soft, gentle speech or speech that goes right to the heart. And this goes to a principle, Dharma principle, that uh, what we're looking for is live a life which is inwardly nourishing for ourselves and inwardly nourishing for others. And those two are not that separate. If we are harsh towards others, if we speak in words that are frightening or discomforting for other people, um, we are doing the same for ourselves. We partake in the impact of harsh speech. It's actually painful for ourselves to speak that way. 
even though we don't realize it because sometimes we're so motivated uh, for the purpose by which we speak, to push people away, to get our revenge, to attack people, to, um, to, have a, a, uh, to kind of vent our anger or something. And we don't, because we're so focused on the purpose of the speak, the speech, and because the purpose seems righteous, or it seems like um, somehow I'm more important that way, or, or just good to be able to say someone else is wrong, that we're so focused on the purpose, we don't really feel the impact within ourselves. But harsh speech affects ourselves towards others is harsh for ourselves. We partake in the quality of our acts of speech. So if the acts of speech are, as the Buddha talks about, um, um, gentle, pleasing to the ear, lovable, they go to the heart, are courteous, and many people would like to hear, um, then we are nourished by that. And others hopefully are nourished. To live a life that uh, is willing to approach and soothe. I've, been in con- I've encountered people who are very angry, uh, not necessarily towards me, and I found the, the important thing to do was to step towards them, uh, to soothe them, to quiet them. I've done that with small children who are angry, and, uh, and to step towards them, to approach them, and be a reassuring. Um, to go towards a young child who's upset and be angry with the child or be harsh really just makes it worse for the child. It also makes it worse for us as the speaker. So this kind of reciprocity, or I don't know, this mutuality or this way in which um, speaking has an impact in both directions, on ourselves inside and on the world outside. If we speak in harsh words, it has one impact. If it's, we speak in um, gentle, courteous, smoothing, smooth, soft, inspiring, heartfelt kind of words, it has a very different impact on self and others. And as we begin to, as we meditate and go deeper and deeper in meditation, we realize more and more that uh, it's simply not worth it to do anything that uh, is the opposite of nourishing, to do anything with our speech that uh, is harmful to ourselves. It's just simply not worth it. It simply, it goes against kind of, it's kind of what's really valuable and what's supportive for ourselves and the world. And this is not an ethical issue, it's not like a moral principle, you shouldn't, but rather, it's as simple as not putting your hand on the hot stove. Meditation makes us so sensitive to the impact of how we live that of course we're going to live in a kind way. Of course we're going to live in a non-harsh, non-aggressive way. So um, is it gentle? Is it soothing? Is it soft? Is it inspiring? Does it, is it reassuring? These are all the kinds of questions for this fourth criteria that Buddha g- gave. Um, is the words we're speaking nourishing? Is my favorite way of saying it right now. And, um, 
And um, and then I guess the follow-up question is, uh, if it's not nourishing, is that really worth it? So um, thank you. And um, I think I hopefully have the the sound issue uh, understood. And hopefully tomorrow it'll be better. And uh, one announcement: we you know we miss kind of miss the the um, you know doing all the meditation today. I'm going to be offering another meditation today on uh, YouTube. Um, uh, I'm I'm ho- I'm the teacher for the. Our retreat center, the Insight Retreat Center, every Wednesday morning has what we call a mini retreat, and that's two, about two hours, from about, about ten to twelve, or twelve twenty or something, and um, and I'm the teacher for that, and so there'll be two meditation sessions, and and I'll give some teaching, and uh, you can find the mini retreats. I think it's on. Um, uh, might be on IMC's schedule page, but certainly if you go on insightretreatcenter.org, uh, there'll be a reference, uh, a, a pointer to the mini retreats. So, um, thank you very much. <laughs>